Hello, and a very big welcome to the show, The Fine Line, with your host, Dr. Andrew Colbard. I'm a cosmetic dentist consulting in the UK and Dubai, and founder of Medical Aesthetics Training Institution Facial Aesthetic Courses. Episode 2 with Meg McHugh. Meg is a graduate of Robert Gordon's University with a BA in Media Studies. She's now a national radio presenter across seven stations in Scotland, including Clyde One and Fourth One. Meg also hosts her own podcast. It's called The MeQ Corner, where she discusses mental health and taboo topics. And you'll find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iTunes. Meg is a patient of mine, that's how we met. And on this episode, we will be discussing her experience with Invisalign and composite bonding, as well as finding out a bit about Meg and her journey and how she's got to where she is in life. So please welcome Meg to the show. So today I'm joined with Meg McHugh from Clyde One. Meg, this feels very strange, obviously. I feel like I'm more <laughs> yeah. in your world than you've been in mine for once, yeah. behind the microphone and with earphones on. I primarily wanted to have you in today to talk about your teeth journey and everything that we've done in the clinic, obviously, mm-hmm. that's got you these fantastic results. Yeah. <laughs> you can't stop smiling now. But also just to have a chat about you and like your journey and how you got into radio and mm. the kind of journey behind that because it seems like you've done really well for yourself over the past couple of years so yeah let's start with the teeth then okay how you ended up coming in to see me and felt real um what was your kind of driving force that brought you in how did you hear about me in the clinic well I discovered you on Instagram somebody from my work that doesn't work there anymore Gina McKee I remember you yes Gina me. McKee yeah, yeah. she was like oh. way that she knows who I am <laughs> yeah <laughs> She was like, oh my God, look at these teeth. And then I was having issues with my teeth anyway, with the fact that, as you know, they were like breaking and chipping all the time. So I thought that that would be easily recovered by just kind of putting a little bit of fillings on and just sorting it out. But every time that I did do that in the past with previous dentists, it would just be like a couple months and it would chip out again. I don't know who she knew that has been to you before, but she recommended you and I was like, oh, I'll go down. And that's kind of how it started. So I don't really know where else you're on apart from Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, um, that's but pretty much it. Yeah, found you on Instagram and yeah, it went very well. And that's how we met, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how we met. So, um, so we had a chat, didn't we, about yeah. what the options were. I think we discussed maybe doing something like veneers or composite that would be a quick fix. Mm-hmm. Or obviously to try and change your bite a little bit and move the teeth about so that mm. it would be something more stable and long term. Yeah. That's how we ended up at the Invisalign. And I was there. actually quite like pleasantly surprised to hear how short it was going to take compared to people that I've known in the past who've had like their teeth work done it's taken like years and years so yeah. the fact that Invisalign was supposed to take like a year max yeah I think we said um, nine to twelve months didn't yeah we? yeah that I thought that that was doable and also obviously invisible so yeah. it's totally fine and the only concern I had was obviously I speak on the radio every night so I thought that it might change your the way you speak, but it doesn't. Which it does for the first week, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it does a little bit. And you maybe dribble a little bit. But, <laughs> <laughs> but then you get used to it. And I think the thing to, you know, get the most used to is the fact you can't obviously eat with them. So yeah. then you have to take them out and then brush them. But it's really good, though. Stops you snacking. Stops, Stops you drinking snacking. as much coffee. Yeah, I know, exactly. Oh, I know. I actually drank a lot less coffee. But, but you found, in general, you found them comfortable. Most people, I think, yeah. when they start Invisalign report that once they get used to it, it actually feels more normal to have them in than it does not to have them in. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that as well? Like you felt more comfortable? Yeah, like I think the first, it was kind of unfortunate because when I first got them, I was actually going to Tokyo. Like I remember. I remember like, that, yeah. yeah. a couple of weeks later. 
and all Tokyo these was like that you had for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm and like, I, here we go. I was actually high, very high maintenance patient. Obviously, you're always constantly eating in Tokyo, so that's probably not the best time to start. But when I got back, it was really great. I didn't really notice them, to be honest. And I, I actually now I have to wear gum shields like to bed every yeah. night, and I would feel really weird waking up that. without them in. Uh, I've done that a few times if I've had like a boozy night and <laughs> without them in, I'm like, no. Checking um, your teeth to make sure nothing's Yeah, I know, exactly. So no, but it was a really comfortable experience and I would definitely recommend it to anyone. Good. And then we did obviously have the little snagging point where there was one tooth that didn't quite want to get where we wanted it to get. Yeah. I think we'd done our two phases, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And then we decided. Well, yeah, because that was, I think it was my dead tooth, was it? Yeah. That wouldn't move. Yeah. And... I just noticed kind of when I was putting my... So that tooth, did you have trauma with it or what had happened in your childhood? How come it I don't really like know. It? I had a lot of different things. This is actually quite embarrassing. So I... Do you know the, like, the shows that you get in town? Like, like the Waltz yeah, yeah, stuff? Yeah, the Waltz yeah. yeah. So there's this big ride in my hometown called like, the Tagada. Where is home again? Uh, Scottish Borders. Scottish Borders. Yeah, so down in Hoyk. Yeah, so that happened and it's kind of like a ride that <laughs> doesn't have any seatbelts and you kind of bounce on it. <laughs> and uh, like before I knew it, like it bounced in a way and I kind of like hit my teeth against the metal bar inside and like the, all of them kind of came clean out. And there was still like five minutes left of the ride and I just <laughs> no, I had no teeth left. But no. But you stuck in and probably went on more rides after. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, there's nothing I can do now. But that's kind of how I think the trauma for that tooth started and then it just went dead after a while. I've also had... Uh, root canal on that tooth, I believe. Okay. And that was... Yep, you have, yeah. Yeah, you know that, right? Yeah, so I think I had that back in Aberdeen when I lived up there. So it's just been a, a lot of chipping. I don't know why my teeth are in such bad quality because... Yeah, wear and tear through the years and the bite position that you had was yeah. all contributing to And that. I grind a lot, as you know. Yep, and then you've sleep, got the... So. We call that parafunctions, so you're clenching or grinding your teeth at night. Mm-hmm. But then we decided to go with the brace just to finish things off. And that is quite uncommon actually most people will start and finish with Invisalign but there is a few cases like yourself where if things are being stubborn if teeth are being stubborn then yeah we move into the brace how did you find having a brace on it was just on the actually top teeth. fine like yeah. I was quite shocked because when you suggested that I'm not gonna lie I was like oh no because it's the last thing I wanted to have that's why I wanted to have Invisalign so it would be invisible but the braces that you gave me were so good like you couldn't even notice them yeah. at all and it's quick and as well the brace pretty much so quick so much quicker than um visits, didn't it? Yeah, so quick, actually. It was like six weeks, wasn't it? Yeah. They were obviously slightly more painful because they moved quicker. Mm -hmm. But in terms of like getting things done quickly, it was brilliant. And the fact you couldn't even see them. Yeah. So I've seen people with braces in the past and I was like, I do not want to have them at all. The train track. Yeah, yeah. And they're awful. And yeah, so I didn't want that. But it wasn't like that at all. So it was good. And then from there, obviously, we've done the whitening and the composite bonding. In terms of what we achieved, where was that on your expectations? Like, obviously you thought, okay, if we're going to do some fillings to the front teeth, try and make them look a bit mm. better. It's much past my expectations, to be <laughs> honest. I did not realise that they were going to turn out looking like this at all. I thought there was going to just be a few, like in my head, I thought there was just a few little fill-in bits to do. Like, I didn't realise that you were going to do like every one of them. So Yeah, neither did I to start with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, And then wow. once we got going, I was like... Oh. Yeah, I can't stop now. But no, it was... Um, the whitening actually also was really good. It worked really quickly. Yeah, it's brightened things um, up a lot. Definitely. And um, even like for the tooth that is apparently not supposed to be able to whiten, I feel like it did a little bit. I don't even know if that's just in my head. Yeah, no, it definitely, yeah. it definitely did brighten up. Um, because that one's not supposed to be able to whiten. And now obviously, obviously it's covered fully, so. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, the end result was more than I could have imagined. And 
like the comments I'm getting on them. Because actually, it's funny, everybody always said like, I don't think even you need all of this because you don't have that bad teeth. But when you look at the before and afters, you know, on my Instagram... It's actually quite shocking how yeah. like bad they were. It didn't help that that photo was like a mugshot of me. And it's like the worst <laughs> photo ever. But yeah, my teeth looked really bad. And you could see how like turned in the way they were. Yeah. I didn't even really notice that much myself until you kind of pointed it out. And then I was like, wow. So yeah, it's a massive difference. And I think it's changed how my face looks as well. Which is... I think from, from my point of view, I mean, obviously I do a lot of teeth, a lot of smile makeovers. Mm-hmm. But there is certain people that always stand out in terms of their before and after and the transformation that they have. Mm-hmm. And I think with you, your teeth weren't really bad. Yeah. But obviously we could see what we wanted to improve and what we wanted to change. Mm-hmm. But now they really reflect your personality. You've got that very charismatic, bubbly personality. And because you're smiling <laughs> a lot, I think it's really nice to have the teeth that's going to reflect that well. And that's mm. why, for me, it's one of my personal favourites anyway. Definitely. And I think it's like good to say as well that it's affordable because you're, you've are you got the option to put it on a payment plan. Yeah. So that really helped me out as well. And I just think that that's like really beneficial for so many people that might think like, oh, I don't know if I can afford dentist work or anything like that. Yeah, but when you break it into bite-sized monthly chunks, then exactly. it's not actually as bad. And then before exactly. you know it, it's paid off, the treatment's done, and then that's you set up for life. So yeah, exactly. exactly. And I think it's like so much to be said for feeling good about your teeth. I know that I got them a couple of weeks ago now, but I'm always still checking myself out in the mirror. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe they're my teeth. So, and yeah. you gave me the shout on, on Clyde One, which yes. I very much appreciate. Yeah, I'm glad you were listening for that. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope it was good. I hope it was all no, right. No, it certainly was. Yeah. It certainly was. So tell me more about the whole radio thing then. How did you, what were you doing before radio? Because um, when you first came to see me, it was you just started, I think. I don't even yeah. think you started. I think you had the job, but you hadn't started yet. Yeah, so it's kind of, a, I guess, a long story. I moved up to Aberdeen after Hoyk, which is where I went to high school. I'm actually not born there, born in Birmingham, so I've been all over. But then I moved up to Aberdeen, did like a media degree and kind of did like a placement for radio, just kind of making, it was actually kind of like an opposing station at the time. <laughs> don't name names. I don't name names, but uh, I was making like cups of coffee and things like that. And I, I just somehow kind of ended up really getting along with the guy that did the breakfast show there. And I got kind of opportunities to speak to him, just like as like the placement person on the breakfast show, just playing a few games and stuff like that. And then North Sound, which is kind of the equivalent to Clyde. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's, an, it's Aberdeen Clyde, essentially. Okay. I asked if I wanted to do traffic and travel. And then I did that for a wee while. And I kind of wanted to progress further and it, there wasn't much coming up. And it actually... My dad passed away in 2018 and he, I don't know, like I kind of decided to make a podcast about it. So it was about like how you can deal with grief and also not keep it kind of bottled up and things like that. So it was kind of opening up that conversation. At the time, the podcast was just something for me. Yeah, you were doing it for yourself. Doing it for myself, yeah. And it kind of grew because I think people were... At the time, obviously podcasts are quite a, like a big thing now and everybody's kind of cottoned on that they're a really good platform. But at the time, I didn't really even myself know much about podcasts. I just was like, I'm just going to speak and see if people want to get involved. So I kind of did a first episode and like how the experience was so, you know, obviously traumatic for me. And if anybody wants to talk about their own experiences with grief, then, you know, feel free to message me and stuff. And I got quite a lot of messages and uh, people had to deal with, you know, suicide or their friends or their parents or whatever I got quite a lot of people on and then it grew and grew and long story short basically the woman that 
is like the boss of Clyde and over the whole of Scotland. Heard my podcast via LinkedIn. I'm not really sure how actually, maybe somebody shared it. And she asked me if I wanted to do an evening show, like a nighttime show, because she thought my voice suited like that time of night. And she didn't really tell me at the time because you're not really supposed to tell anyone, but it was, it was kind of like a fast track. Because only, I'd only done traffic and travel at the time in Aberdeen, which is, you know, just reading the traffic, never not doing my own show. It's quite a jump. So she kind of fast-tracked me and then asked me if I wanted to move to Glasgow. And I was like, yes, I wanted to move to Glasgow for years now. I like Aberdeen, but I was getting <laughs> a little bit over it. And yeah, that's kind of how it happened. So Amazing. I didn't know this side of the story. You told yeah. me that obviously you went from... Aberdeen to Glasgow but I didn't know about I know you have your own podcast I didn't know that, mm. that was the well that was kind of how it started back in 2018 and I did that for about a year and then I kind of I think it was over like Christmas or something I kind of because I had this job now and I was really busy so the podcast took a backseat it took a backseat yeah and then I kind of started it up again this year but with a not just a grief aspect but like all different types of mental health so it's a lot more kind of on gender and I've had how many things have I had on now? Maybe six or seven this time round. Um, I've had things about identity or gender or just loads of, loads of different things like that. And it's going really well. So, yeah. so Amazing. That's kind of how it, it all started up. And I kind of got my dad to thank for that because he kind of pushed me down that direction. And, and was he in media at all or anything like that? Uh, no, he it? wasn't actually. He'd been retired for quite a few number of years. He passed away when he was almost 70. So he's a little bit older. But he was always like the most encourager for like getting into it because radio is a pretty hard industry. And, uh, it certainly is. And yeah. you've cracked it pretty early and yeah. pretty fast. So. Yeah. So I do feel really lucky in that sense because I feel like if I didn't have my podcast, nobody would have heard me really. And What advice would you give to someone who maybe wanted to start a podcast? We're obviously both in the early stages of doing that with our own podcasts. What advice would you give? I think you need to have a, a, a like an idea, like a niche sort of thing. So maybe your podcast is about your clients and like the stories behind your clients yeah. that's a really good niche but I think a lot of people start podcasting and like oh let's just wing it and just see what how it goes and that's fine when you actually get into the episodes but I think you have to have a clear idea like if you're doing a sport podcast or if you're doing a mental health podcast or if you're you have to have an idea and what you're how you're gonna give your own kind mm -hmm. of side to it mm -hmm. so I think that's the first thing what about getting it out there and getting listeners like well I don't know like I think for me because I don't really promote it on Clyde because uh, you're not really supposed yeah, to. Yeah, I guess your own socials, like I always promote mine on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. It does quite well from there. But I've actually also invested in adverts recently. So they don't have to be expensive, but my brother luckily is a graphic designer. So he made me an advert, which is doing quite well. And you, you can spend something like two quid a day or something like that. And then right. you can get it out there. Yeah. Um, obviously you can spend more if you want to get it further. And it doesn't get me like a massive amount because adverts are quite expensive, but just something like that. I, I wouldn't really recommend doing that until you're like a kind of established anyway. Yeah. But I think just like getting your friends to be supportive and sharing it for you and- For get... you, obviously you started it as something for you. It was a yeah. way of you kind of dealing with your grief and mm. coming to terms with all that, I suppose. Yeah. What's the aim of it now? To help other people? Yeah, I think so. I think- So it's not as much of a commercial thing. It's more of- to help to like yeah I don't ever I never wanted it to be commercial to be honest I always wanted it to be my own side thing that I can call my own because obviously like I, I absolutely love working for Clyde it's like the best job ever but there are certain things like you're not allowed to speak about or things like that and yeah. um 
that's just for every radio though. That's they train you in that kind of thing then? Not really. You no, just get in just... trouble if you say the wrong thing. <laughs> Don't say that again. Three strikes. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, that's kind of how it is. But this is like my own little baby on the side and things that I want to speak about and no yeah. one's got any control over it but me. So the thing... And are you interviewing people or what's... Yeah, both? essentially, like, I guess it's an interview, but more of a conversation, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Just kind of start off by asking them about their story and why I've kind of brought them on. Like recently, for example, I had the last podcast I did, there was a guy who lived in Hamilton and someone in Hamilton with the same name as him, they committed a crime essentially. And whoever the reporter was took the wrong photo from Facebook. So they took this guy's photo and attached it with that news article. And it was a really bad news article. So it was all about like how he got through that, like mentally and things like that. And I think because it's not even a shock value almost, it's kind of just what people don't expect to hear maybe, yeah. or kind of like taboo subjects and things like that. So, and I've had a few people message me if they could be on it, but I think it's kind of not the right. That's another thing, bit of advice. If you, if someone kind of asks to be on your podcast and it's not your fit and you just kind of want to get an episode out there, don't do that. Yeah, stick like, to what? Stick to what who you think will be good or what story you're engaged with, because it, I think it comes across really clearly if you're actually not that interested mm-hmm. by who you've got on. So, and have you made that mistake or is this just... No, I've not. I've Well, actually, maybe I did once. I did once, but I didn't put it out. But it was like kind of in my first sort of season and it just wasn't going right and it wasn't really what I wanted to speak about. But I didn't realise that beforehand. So it's only happened once. But I think you kind of have a good idea before you bring them on anyway, yeah. if you want them on. But I, yeah, like I say, I have had a few people and... I've just had to be like, oh, I've got a couple in line already, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't, can't do this one just now, maybe next time. Hopefully something. they're not listening to this. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Oh, well, what can you do? And what's next? Obviously, you're with Clyde, you're doing the evening show. Mm. What's? Where do you see yourself going with it? What's the kind of... Oh, are you know. just happy where you are? Are you happy to just take it? I am Day happy. by day, is that the kind of life that you live or do you see yourself with like really. a five-year plan, a 10-year plan? I don't know, I am quite a goal-oriented person. I'm also doing country hits. Have you ever heard of that? No. It's like it's like a, another radio station. <laughs> right, like okay. A UK one. So they actually approached me asking if I could work. So you're good well. to do that. Are you, you can chop and yeah, change. Yeah, you can chop and change because it's under the same umbrella. Like ah. everything's under Bauer, like, you know, Kiss and all that. They're all under right, the umbrella okay, yeah. of Bauer. But if I was to say like, oh, my dream would be to go to Capital. Like that, that's yeah. no, 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 no. You'd be out the door. Yeah, exactly. Which it actually isn't, don't worry. Um, <laughs> but no, so I think I'd like to remain within Bauer and maybe like go around and see. Does that involve traveling then or are you just doing it? No, you can do everything from Clyde. So that's quite handy. Or I can do it from my home studio now, which I've set up the other day, which is quite cool. Yeah, um, I've seen that. The felt walls and... Yeah, yeah. Well, actually... like Good a, use of a space. It is actually, isn't it? Like I was thinking that because I don't... I wanted to have a studio in my flat, but I didn't want to waste a whole room, you know, like putting things up like that because I yeah. think it would ruin the... I'd imagine the acoustics would be pretty good and I mean, it's essentially a... Like a large cupboard that you've used? Yeah, pretty much yeah. a storage cupboard, yeah. Storage cupboard. So my mum just insulated it, put some carpets, and then I bought That's a... the jobs you had for your mum. Yeah. So Meg's mum has... <laughs> did she tell you that? <laughs> she did. She <laughs> said that she had some jobs for me, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, so your mum obviously paid me a visit as well. She was in Glasgow specifically to do jobs for Meg. So. Yeah, she loves doing... She says she doesn't love doing it, but she does. But I'm really grateful for her doing it. So she's like 
a whiz when it comes to renovating things. And she was like, I gave her this idea about my little studio in my flat. And uh, she said that she'd be able to insulate it for me. And then all I needed to do was buy a microphone, which was a Yeti microphone. It was only like 110 quid, which is actually really cheap for like a good studio yep. quality. And I just plugs into your, you got a MacBook. Or... Just plugs into your MacBook. And then you just need any regular headphones. I've got some studio ones, but you can have any normal headphones. And uh, that's it. So it's actually like... I that think, is a great thing about podcasts. You literally, yeah. there's not a massive startup cost. Exactly. And I think a lot of people get kind of intimidated by that. But definitely the microphone is a big must. 100%. A good standard one. It doesn't need to be expensive, but a good standard. Yeah. I mean, and there's so many ones that are like six, 700 quid and they're not actually even that good. Yeah. So this one was recommended by a couple of people who work at like Absolute Radio and other people that do podcasts and it's unreal. It's Yeti. so Yeti, Yeti microphone. It's, a, it's called that. Blue Yeti microphone and it's really good. And it's like portable, obviously, as well. So yeah. you can take it around. But yeah, so I think I would definitely encourage anybody to to buy one of them, just even for like anything, really. Yeah. Because it doesn't have to be just podcasts. It can be anything that you need a microphone for, like studios or like singing or making music and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah. Do you sing? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can kind of sing when I'm alone. Yeah. But... <laughs> In the shower with yeah. a glass of wine. But, but not really. Not really. Especially not high-pitched singing. I've got quite a low voice. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the nighttime. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, like. that's, that's maybe it. And has it so. turned you into a nighttime person then? I mean, obviously today we started late. I'm more of a morning person, so I'm up early, yeah. start my day, try and get everything done or as much done in the morning. It's like we're mm. unproductive, but I yeah. get the feeling that maybe you're more... Well, I've been doing that recently. Like I've been actually, well, not this week, so I drank a little bit the weekend. So I was feeling a little bit groggier today, but I should be fine tomorrow. But no, last week I actually was getting up at half eight, and which is quite early for me because I finished at one and then get home at half one. So I was like, you know, what? I'm going to try and do this and go to the gym straight away. And then get on with my day. And I felt so much better for it. But sometimes it's just hard. Like, especially if you can't get to sleep after the show, you kind of been like looking at the... So what time does it finish? One. Finishes at one. And then you've got to wind down. So you're probably talking at least two, maybe after that. Yeah, exactly. And you can kind of get... Is that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? It's Sunday to Thursday. Sunday to Thursday. Yeah. So, and then I get my weekends, which is good. But yeah, it does take a little bit to wind down. But I am... I don't know what I am anymore, actually. I I want to be a morning person, but sometimes it's just... It doesn't allow it. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, you know, sleeping until 11, 12. And I'm like, you know what? No one else is up till one in the morning. <laughs> exactly, no. So, so. If it's for work, then you've got every right, I think. Yeah, exactly. You can't be feeling guilty about it. Yeah, exactly. And I actually quite like it because it means that I get all my days free and I can do things like this or yeah. I can do my own little projects and stuff like that. And I quite like it, actually. Yeah, so you've got your days to yourself. Mm-hmm. That's quite nice. And it means that, like, everyone else is at work. So the gyms are quieter, yeah. like things like that. So it's quite so nice. So I usually have, I have a Friday off and I have every other Monday off. And it, having a weekday where you have time off makes such a big difference, I think. Because the weekend is just a done. rush. It's like, there's always plans. There's always, there's so many people about, like you said, the gyms mm. are busy, everything's busy. But if you have a weekday where you're able to go out and do your kind of life things, it makes such a big difference. Yeah, exactly. And it's just even like things like, putting on some nice music and putting on a candle and just cleaning your house. Yeah. I, I find stuff like that really like... I can't, yeah, I can't resonate with that one. Oh, you're I'm, not a clean guy? <laughs> no, I'm definitely a clean guy, but <laughs> I wouldn't say I enjoy doing it. Do you know what? I quite like it. If I, I enjoy on. it when it's done. Yeah, actually, and you can just chill in it. Yeah. But sometimes even like podcasts are good for that because sometimes music, you're just like, I don't know what to listen to. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to get like zoned in on a podcast and just start cleaning. I and actually have Hinch. a cleaner. Her name's Irene. She's been with us for about four or five years yeah. oh my god but she's honestly like a second mother like she does absolutely everything oh really and I quite enjoy being around when she's in like she chats away oh does she just seeing her doing her thing it's good so that's yeah. ace I wish I had that 
Yeah, it makes a big difference. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wait, wait, did she do Windows? She does. You name it, she does it. <laughs> I'm like, in touch because I really she want Windows. She does DIY, and... honestly. Oh, does she? Yeah. <gasps> Amazing. Irene. Irene, yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> well done, Irene. And how was lockdown? I mean, oh, I that know. kind of three months. You were still working through it. Yeah, I was still working through it. I'm actually finding it more difficult now than I was before. Because really? like, I think because it was like kind of new and I was still working and I, I mean I'm still working now so I'm actually one of the lucky ones but I think it's just kind of this back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and I'm just mm-hmm. getting kind of sick of it like you know the how I, nothing's open in Glasgow at the moment yeah and it just makes it it's temporary obviously for the next couple of weeks but I know I know it does feel like a backward step doesn't it now that it you does, see yeah. feel really sorry for hospitality industries I do as well and I just think it's a shame that someone has to kind of get the brunt of everything that's going yeah. on and seems to be there getting the brunt of it at the moment, whether it's their fault or not, you know what I mean? But um, There will always be industries that suffer and those that benefit. And mm. I wouldn't like to be the person that has to make these calls. Like I know. The politicians just now, exactly. no matter what they do, the people will have complaints about it. I, exactly. I'm so it's glad not I'm not easy. in politics. And that's another reason why. So when I first started off in that placement years ago, they were like, what would you see yourself as, a newsreader or a presenter? And I was like, a presenter. 100% like news just gets me down mm-hmm. I could not do it yeah. doing it every day as well like in everything that we're doing at the moment people it's, are so it's so repetitive just now like I know and they... I really didn't tune into a lot during lockdown with the, the news because I felt like every day it was just the same thing like number of cases number Present. of deaths yeah you know percentage of this and if you have to do that as a job like man that would really mess up my head so respect everybody's in like news and politics yeah. and everything right now because I could not do that but in terms of like general stuff it's fine to be honest yeah yeah I think I'm like one of the lucky ones that's like I say still has my job and would you go as far as say you enjoyed the lockdown some people enjoyed it in ways I guess because then I think like sometimes I think you feel a pressure to have to always be doing stuff for people and like always being social and especially when it comes to like the job that I'm in it's kind of, you always have to be social and doing stuff. I'd seen people and sometimes it's actually quite nice to just like take a step mm-hmm. back and just kind of relax and do things that you want to do. When I was in the start of lockdown, I like started learning how to do vinyl DJing. Because um, nice. yeah, it's quite fun actually. It's really difficult because I know how to do, um, I know how to DJ like normal CDJs, but it's a little bit different because you get lots of like visuals and you can see what's going on. But with vinyl, it's just like two records and you have to listen to it so it's yeah. actually like a lot of fun to learn how to do that and I've got like a little setup at home now you've got a record collection then yeah I've got a little small one because it doesn't surprise me actually that you've got a record collection you know? no. <laughs> I know but only a little small one because they're quite expensive so but that was fun like learning stuff that like I would never really do because I was always felt so busy so it's kind of fun yeah. doing stuff like that I was I considering a lot of people found themselves in that position where obviously yeah. you've got more spare time in your hands why not use it to find another skill do something you've always yeah. wanted to do yeah and it was nice for things like running because I'm quite a big runner so yeah home um, workouts mm-hmm. I did home workouts for a bit though and I hated them really yeah I got into a bit of yoga quite like did you yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could see you doing that because just what, I mean you, you need to find something to do at home so why not yeah I know did you like it I did like it yeah, yeah. I did like it I've fallen away from it now but it was nice at the time yeah I definitely feel more supple for it then <laughs> I know because the gym really tightens you up and like playing sport yoga's hard actually no it is it's a yeah. lot harder than I thought it was going to be yeah and like staying in those positions for ages yeah it's really like painful sometimes but you, get, you obviously get the ones that are more relaxing that are more based on like almost winding down type of yoga yeah. and then you get the yogas that's like okay this is a workout I did um, when I, I went to Canada a couple of years ago I did hot yoga have you ever done that? no 
there is one in the West End just where I stay. Was there? A Bikram Yoga. Which oh I yeah, that's exactly what it was. A bad word to say Bikram after the Netflix. I know. I, it's I, a shame it's kind of tainted a business. But, I know. Um, I yeah, saw that. I was like, wow. I've never done a Bikram Yoga or a hot yoga. but I've It's good. It's a lot more intense, but it's good. But I think I found myself getting bored or something. If yeah. It wasn't like workout-y enough. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I like doing things I think like meditation. It's meant to be that, isn't it? It's meant to yeah, be. Yeah, like it's supposed to be like that. Almost so. like mindfulness and mm-hmm. not thinking too much. But I'm like you. I'm very. I like a fast-paced life. So yeah. Yoga. I do struggle to just. Mellow out. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, come on, give me a workout. Yeah, this, like. exactly. And I've I've been trying to do like the Calm app. Have you do that? I use one called. It's similar to the Calm app. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Is it called Ten Percent Happier. I say I use it. I've not been using it for a while either. But yeah. I do feel those help as well. It's a nice thing yeah. to do. Meditation. That's that's another thing I've been trying to do in the mornings as well, which is good. But that's all these thing. good habits. I know, but then you can it's break easy them. Easy to fall into <laughs> yeah. bad ones, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like especially when you have a boozy weekend, as you said. I know. I really wanted. To, I wish I did sober October. You know. I'm trying to do. It. Oh yeah. Yeah. I might start now. Yeah. Even though we're into October, but it's like. I just wanted to kind of focus and get stuff done. Because honestly, this morning I was like, why did I even drink anything at the weekend? Because I didn't do anything. No, exactly. I mean? You're just sitting in doing nothing. Exactly, especially so. just now. But I guess it's the boredom factor, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that definitely Or the helps. social side of things. Was it with it, your partner? Or? Yeah, but I mean, we didn't really do anything. No. Yeah, I just chilled and we went for a walk with my brother and mum on the Sunday because um, it was his birthday. And But apart from that, I like, didn't do anything, so... It would have been nice not to do that walk hungover. Do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Hmm. Good, good. Shall we wrap it up there? Are you quite. Um, yeah, yeah, that was it nice. It was really nice chatting to you. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for coming on. And you're good at this, so. Do you think so? Yeah, yeah, so definitely continue it. <laughs> I just choose good hosts or good uh, guests, I should say. <laughs> Thank you. It makes all the difference. Thank all right, you. Meg, thanks for coming on. Okay, we've now drawn to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening and for your ongoing support. Please don't forget to hit subscribe and leave a review. Tune in again next time for more inspiration. And if you have any questions, you can contact me through my website, andrewcolbard.com and via social channels at Dr. AC.